thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome, because today is our very fabulous, although pre-recorded, Christmas special. <laughs> Can you hear the bells? Can you hear the sleigh? And here comes Santa Claus. Down comes Santa Claus. All down Santa Claus way. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> I'm sure we could do a podcast just of us singing Christmas carols. Yeah, oh my gosh, I think they would have turned it off by now. But it is Merry Christmas to everybody. You know, I think um, this is a wonderful time at Christmas time to um, be with family, eat good food, don't overindulge, especially if you're listening to this on Christmas Day, don't overindulge. <laughs> <laughs> feel good at the end no fights at the family table <laughs> wow <laughs> we definitely have a lot of that go on don't we at christmas time um, i was yeah. talking to a friend of mine last week actually and she was thinking that she was because her her family's in sydney so same as mine and um, she was planning on going down to spend Christmas with her family. And as she was booking her flights, it was quite hilarious. But as she was booking her flight, she was, you know, how she was muttering underneath her breath, going, Sarah, she said, I want to go, I just don't know, just, just fighting, nasty, fighting. And, and I could just hear her talking underneath her breath about what she was expecting to have happen on Christmas Day. And I said to her at the time, I said to her, for goodness sake, I said, if you go down with the expectation that there's going to be fights on Christmas Day, then that's exactly what you're going to experience, either because you're putting it out there or you'll be the cause of it. Like, surely there's got to be a better way for us to be able to get along with family on those really important days where, um, you know, society brings us together cultural norms bring us together and 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 put us in each other's company in a intention with an intention for us all to connect and catch up and you know be back in each other's lives considering we're so disconnected and separated these days i really i really feel for the strain that families have and you know my family's no different we've had strain from time to time so i mean i'm i'm, I'm not saying that you know we're a bunch of angels but i i i, I really feel for families and especially mums and dads who bring the whole family together and we all sit around a table and the intention is so honourable and beautiful and then it all just turns to shizbang. <laughs> it's true. I actually was talking to somebody today um, who told me that um, the same, similar, something similar in that um, it was such a disastrous Christmas last year that the the head of, you know, the matriarch and the patriarch of the family have gone on a cruise this Christmas. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, there's a good one. But, I, look, I agree with you, Karen. I think if you go into something expecting and having expectations, number one, you are setting yourself up for it. Um, and number two, you, you're probably setting yourself up to be disappointed. Perhaps go in with a different attitude and... And maybe, you know, maybe things will be different. You know, like we talked about when I finished Joe Dispenza, um, change, you know, change the way you're thinking so you don't have a predictable future because we're all predicting a, a, a terrible Christmas with fights in families or, you know, or being too busy or having too many functions. And, you know, and maybe change the past, change your thoughts about the past so you don't have that predictable future and have something very different. I think too we have to take into account and I think at this time of year we have to really appreciate that first of all for many people we're tired so you know when we're when we're physically mentally and emotionally exhausted maybe we don't say or do the right things so maybe you guys could give us some tips here on how we could go into Christmas or at least by the time we hear this that we can go into the new year feeling better and also let's not forget all the different personalities that come together that you may not choose as family. 
and and I love it when you think about the different personalities to be mindful that a very choleric powerful type will be gruff and straightforward with their words may come across a bit bossy but that's just because they like to get things done or the more peaceful type might like an afternoon nap on Christmas day so don't take it personally that that they don't want to be with you. They just like to, they need to recharge and withdraw from people. Or the right on playful personality, the sanguine type is out there making everyone laugh and maybe drinking a little bit too much or whatever, but can seem a little bit over the top. And then you've got the beautiful precise who wants everything organized and structured and dishes done and the meal looking perfect before it comes out. So you can imagine when that's the way we see the world, when it doesn't turn out the way we want, then our constraints can come through as well. And that's also where dynamics between friends, relationships and family can come a little bit undone when we don't appreciate seeing the world through someone else's eyes. That's an interesting view, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it's a good view. I reckon. So, Kimmy, what do you think? Like, what are your suggestions for, you know, because I would would question whether there would be one of each of those types in in a particular family. Absolutely. You know, how how does a powerful get along with a playful? Well, the thing is it's about, here's the thing, if you don't understand this work or you have never delved into understanding the concept that we're all different, not wrong, then we only see the world through our eyes, our perceptions, our upbringing, our circumstances, our experiences, and our teachers, our life. So when someone else behaves in a way that is not the way you'd behave, we can instantly become quite judgmental around that. Now, you know, example of that for me when I'm cooking in the kitchen, particularly around Christmas, I love cooking in the kitchen and I love having everyone around talking to me. Now, a more precise type would probably find that very overwhelming and they would want space and people to leave them and they'd probably rather have the meal all prepared. But then someone like my husband, a peaceful kind of precise type, walks in and I've got drawers and cupboards open ready while I'm sourcing this and blending that and fermenting this. And he walks into the kitchen and his through his world, he sees World War Three danger zone, injuries could occur so he comes into the world and goes holy heck and shuts drawers puts lids back on things um, tightens this up turns off this and then we can have an argument now the argument could be because I think he's been totally disrespectful and how dare he walk into my space and do that but he's just come in going holy heck a kid could knock their head on the corner of this this um, drawer being open or the cupboard you what if you whacked yourself now if you didn't understand this you would think someone was coming into the kitchen and basically telling you you weren't doing a good enough job so and then a powerful could walk in and say to you geez haven't you done that yet they're quite blunt they're to the point and they're very direct in what they say and they're quite demanding they can come across demanding so the way to turn around and to, I guess my favorite word at Christmas My favorite two words, whenever someone does something that triggers your buttons, (laughs) is that interesting? (laughs) (laughs) So to diffuse situations, that could be something that our beautiful listeners could take into Christmas and the New Year's. And and one must remind one that this must not be said facetiously. (laughs) Because if you must remind one. Because if one says, oh, that's interesting, then you can start World War Three just with that comment. So my, my, my thing is, is and, I've, and I've learned this from you, Karen, Ooh. when I get a charge from somebody, when somebody says something that's hurtful, like at Christmas, the sanguines always get told, oh, don't worry about her, she'll be bloody late. Or, you know, and I get told that all the time, she'll be late, she'll be late. And then one Christmas, I actually told my poor dad what I thought of him for telling me I'm always late. Now, he does not understand how much I do or get done, and it's not an excuse. I find a million and one things to do. It doesn't matter how early I get up, there's always something more to do or someone else to talk to or another glass of champagne to be had. And so one must or could always be seen as being late, and that can irritate people. But you must, you must realize that that's just them. So the best thing to do to a playful is to tell them that lunch is at one o'clock, not two o'clock. <laughs> they might arrive on time. <laughs> Note to self, thank you. <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and I don't mind that. I don't mind it when people tell me it's an hour or half an hour earlier because then I always feel so relieved when I do arrive on time. So, you know, it's not that there's a lack of respect or an and, and insight to wanting to annoy people. It's just sometimes we view the world differently. And, and I would just love to invite people this year maybe to go into the, to the as we finish this 2018, let's maybe go into the new year with a, a, an appreciation for us, our differences, our ability to want to please. We all want to be loved and we all want to please and we all want to feel like we belong. So if we could take that message of, of awareness going into Christmas, particularly I don't know about you guys, but I've found that a lot of people at this time of year are also very lonely. Um, it highlights the loss, the, you know, loss that they've had. For some people, this is their first Christmas without somebody, and, and that's really tough, the anniversaries of things when it's supposed to be a time of cheer. For some people listening to this, you know, Christmas complaints suck. So, you know, I think it's also being mindful and Maybe we can't save the world in that way, but I like to say special prayer on Christmas, even if it's on my own when I get a chance on the beach, that I feel so blessed to have family, warts and all, all our little idiosyncrasies and all our little differences. I also give thanks sometimes for those arguments or for those indifferences because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there that would give anything to have an argument with a family member that they actually deep down love. I think that's a very good point. I think you're so spot on. I mean, there's so many people who don't have the opportunity of actually having a family that cares for them. And, you know, it, it's really interesting. No matter how much friction there is, there's something about family that makes it eternal. And no matter what happens or when the chips are really down, I find most of the time, Family is usually the one that you can count on, even if you're not friends. You'll always be family. Um, and I think you're right, Kimmy. I, said, I think that there are a lot of people out there who don't have the luxury of having that beautiful family to rely on or to be supported by. Mm. Yeah. I remember when the kids were little, um, we used to go and um, pack boxes. Um, I think it was the Salvation Army. Um, I can't remember now, but I think it was the Salvation Army. We did it year after year. And we'd go pack boxes, um, usually in Brisbane, and then those boxes would be distributed throughout southeast Queensland to families that um, didn't have anything. And so we would, in our area, put a whole bunch of boxes in our um, car and, and then we would um, distribute them to the families. And I remember, you know, you'd often be to a, a, a little old lady or to a family that, you know, had quite a few young kids but didn't look like they had too much to put together. You know, I'm, I'm being judging here, but this is what I saw. Um, and, and I couldn't believe how many boxes were made and then how many boxes were distributed and how many we as one family distributed. And there were many families that did that. And I think that was an eye-opener for the kids that, you know, we had a Christmas tree, there were presents under the tree, they didn't want for anything. Um, you know, I just, I think it's good for people to see what else is happening out there. You know, we, we had a little bit of laughing about the fact that, you know, there'll be you know, Christmas fights and Christmas and not eating too much, but there are some people out there that don't have anything. So mm. good point. Mm. I think it's also a really good time. I'd love to discover more here with what your guys' thoughts are. Cindy, there's so many people that, you know, there's functions all around Christmas, there's festivities right through Christmas, New Year. And for many people, they, they then, you know, think, oh, I'll, I'll think about that next year. I'll look into that next year. I'll do my, start my new protocol next year. But uh, do you remember the year we did, we actually did the four-phase fat elimination through Christmas and never felt better and, and loved the fact that we didn't overeat and, and I just, I do recall thinking that sometimes it's really nice to be disciplined how we eat over Christmas. What's your recommendations and tips on this? Like, do you have any, like, even though there might be alcohol served or there's sugar served or there's wheat served or there's things served, and we don't want to offend family members that have made things maybe, what's, what's your recommendation on how to look after yourself through this time? 
I think um, what you said, you know, we did the four-phase fat elimination protocol, um, you know, that was 2011 and we did, we started late November and went right through to where we were in phase four at Christmas. And I remember thinking that whole month of Christmas parties and Christmas, everything happening. I remember thinking, well, you know, I think I was in my 50s. Well, I've had 50 Christmases. I've had 50. I know what every food tastes like. I know what that drink tastes like. I know what that's like. And I just, I looked at it that way. And even Christmas Day, you know, I remember us sitting down to um, some turkey and some vegetables and I think there was a cheesecake and I think both of us had a teaspoon each and that was about it. We didn't, you know, we didn't have much. And you're right, Kim. I think um, it really shows discipline and respect which is in your self-love circle, mm-hmm. it really shows respect for who you are. And we can choose um, our Christmases and, and, and the food that we consume and the food we consume moving up to it. So I was at a wedding over the weekend and, um, you know, the food wasn't something that I would, would eat. And I had, you know, I, it was either I don't eat or I eat that stuff and I chose not to eat. So... I respected my body. I wanted to feel good the next day because I was going to the farm. I was going to go for a swim. I wanted to do things. And it's like Christmas Day to me. I go down to the beach. This Christmas I'm not, but if I'm home, I go down to the beach and I swim and we walk um, and we do, you know, a beautiful routine before we even start our day. So number one, think, have you tasted it before? Do you know what it tastes like? Do you really want to um, feel like you've got a food hangover at the end of the day or sleep the day away? Um, and do you need that second serving? And, and for me, it's self-respect, self-love and discipline that is required that you don't overeat and you don't overtax your body and that, you know, Boxing Day is also a wonderful day that you can spend outside and go for a hike and and do things instead of feeling sorry for yourself because you've overeaten. And overeating also changes the mind. So that's when arguments start. You drink too much alcohol, you eat way too much food, you eat the wrong foods, you put into your gut things that cause dysbiosis. Those toxins then head their way to the brain. You start thinking bad thoughts or not tolerating somebody's opinion or tolerating somebody's, what is it, Kimmy, peaceful personality or, um, you know, all those four personalities that you talked about. So your tolerance goes down and no wonder arguments happen at Christmas because we abuse our bodies and therefore we're abusing our minds and, you know, and that's what happens. Um, and yeah, so my thoughts are have some respect for yourself, self, give yourself some loving that you, you know, you go and do something for yourself and, um, have some discipline. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Do you have any, um, thing, any tips that you do on Christmas day? I, you know, and I know you eat differently. You wouldn't have turkey. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't actually remember the last time I stuffed myself on a Christmas day um, because usually it's a day when the whole family gets together. And so for us, because my family's in Sydney, we'll usually have Christmas, you know, the week before, um, like on the 19th or something like that. So we'll have Christmas the week before and then that leaves my brother free to have Christmas with his wife's family and my sister with her partner's family and you know, all of that sort of stuff because on Christmas Day there's just so many families in so many different directions. It's very difficult for us all to try and come together. And it's never, it's, it's interesting actually, Christmas has never been a massive big deal in our house. I don't know why, but it's just never been something that we've made a big stink out of. So for us to do it early, it's really no big deal. And um, all of my family are, are flesh-eating savages so they have, <laughs> so there's always big turkeys and beefs and porks and hams and all of that sort of jazz. And then there might be a potato salad, but it's made with mayonnaise and cream. And then there might be a garden salad with a bit of balsamic vinegar on it. And that's kind of me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really good with that. I'm really, really good with that. And then I'll make like a, um, I'll usually make a dessert that's, you know, a bit veganish. That's, you know, like a, cashew cheesecake or something like that and everybody just loves them Mm. so 
I think it's, it's, it, it's more for me. It's more about my family all coming together. I don't get to see my nephews all that often. Um, I don't get to see my dad that often. So it's nice for everybody to come together and just catch up on each other's lives and see what's happening, you know, because I think about when we were kids, you know, we were doing, we used to do everything together. We would go go-karting together. My brother taught me how to ride a skateboard and ride my push bike. And then my sister taught me how to shave my legs and do my hair. You know, for the youngest kid in the family, there's so many memories of the relationship that we had when we were kids um, that as we get older, it's just really beautiful to be able to rekindle that, um, those, you know, th- th- those beautiful feelings and those beautiful memories together and revisit them and, create new ones with the new kids in the family. You know, it's just beautiful to me. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, no, I mean, as far as the table's concerned, we usually have it at my sister's place and my sister is just all for the family and extravagance. So she'll stay up cooking for the whole week leading up to Christmas and she'll be a shot duck by the time we have Christmas together. She'll be shattered. (laughs) <laughs> she's a powerful isn't she oh yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely in every possible way and she's and so everything is beautiful and everything is perfect and it's very um divine you know like you walk into the house and oh you just can't believe it it's just like a Myers like a David Jones in there <laughs> just always so beautiful <laughs> I admire people like that I like I think it's, I, I, I'm not like that at all. I'm, um, yep, throw the forks and knives on the table and, yeah, throw the plates on and everything's good. I would I'd take photos. I'd like to see oh, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be very excited to share her, um, you know, the magic of what she creates. She'll be very excited there. Oh, <laughs> So good. Very sweet. It's very, very sweet. But actually, having said that, I think this year we're doing it at my brother's place, which will be even, you know, it'll be even more interesting because he's got his two young kids there and they've just now got girlfriends. And so, so, and it's usually always just full of laughs and wetting your pants laughing when you're at my brother's place. He's just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And so you are going to Sydney. So let's talk, that's exactly what you're doing this Christmas is you're down there and you you do everything before and then everybody goes and often does. It's good because it's not stressed, Karen. Look, it's not. It's really not. And, you know, now that my dad um, is living near my sister, all of us can actually come together because my mum and dad are okay together. So because um, they separated when I was 14 and they don't, haven't really spent any time together, but now they are, which is beautiful. You know, it's really, really beautiful. So we're going to head down there. Matt and I are going to head down there probably around the 19th um, and we're going to have Christmas with my brother and the whole family down there and then we'll stay for a couple of days, then come back home and then Matt and I are actually thinking we might um, head off to Fiji or something over the Christmas New Year break. Because we, it's really the only time that he can get time off. Um, so it's perfect because he starts back, you know, like usually the first Monday of New Year. Yeah. So that kind of 21st, 22nd through to about the 1st of January is really the only time that he gets where we can go away somewhere because mm. um, he has his own business. So. It's funny, my cottage at the farm has been rented out from the 26th right oh. through to the 30th, yeah. And um, it, it came through that it would give them a rest after Christmas Day. <laughs> I thought, oh, they're leaving oh. their family, they're leaving everybody, they just needed a rest after Christmas Day. So they're doing the same thing as you, really. They're just getting away. She just said, we need a rest after Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not here, so... um, Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, we're going away. We're actually away all of December and we don't get back till the 8th of January. And where um, are you going, your tart? Where are you off to? Well, we're going to Wyoming and Utah and California. And I might jump into Idaho. I, I might drop in and see 
um, this amazing professor in Idaho. And I might drop into Colorado because I found a farmer that I want to talk to. So, <gasps> and so I'm, they'll be just two places that I drop into for a day or two. And then, but the rest of the time we're in Wyoming. So um, while we're in Wyoming, we're going to the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone National Park. And then in Utah, um, we're going to Park City. So it's a ski resort come town, come, you know, there's national parks around and there's lots of fun things to do. So, yeah, we're going to do that. So that's, um, there's eight of us going. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll be skiing because obviously it'll be a white winter for you. Yeah, it's a, it'll be a white Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. And um, for some of the people that are coming, they've never had a white Christmas before, so it'll mm-hmm. be kind of cool. And we do the one present, one person. So we pick our names out of a, pat, out of a hat and um, you're, you have one person that you buy a present for, no more. And it, I think it's to the value of $50 and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is given um, as gifts. Because I just think, me personally, I think the whole Christmas thing is too commercialised. There's too much plastic crap that gets given. Um, Christmas stockings are filled with stuff that's just going to end up in in waste places. And I'm the Grinch. That's what I am. We are right there with you. We are (laughs) right there with you. We're doing the Kris Kringle as well for exactly the same reason. And honestly, the pressure that has taken off... Mm. The whole family is insane and the wastage is revolting. I can't, you know, like I go into the shopping centre now, they've started to put all of the Christmas um, decorations up now. It sickens me to my stomach to think all of that, and especially now having Spirit Hive obviously as a charity, I look at all of that money and I think, oh, the lives you could save. (laughs) Oh, my God. It just it makes me feel sick. Well, I think you know, I think celebration's always important, but we don't have to always celebrate with gifts and and decorations. We can celebrate with the decorations of food on a table, or we can celebrate by you know going for a walk. We can celebrate many ways, but I I just think um, we've turned Christmas, um, which is Christ's Mass, you know, which is the birth of of a baby. Um, into a commercial, a commercially driven waste, like I don't know, I don't know how else to say it, but commercially driven enterprise and I, I don't want to be a party to it. I, and I even think of the Christmas tree that, you know, I bought in the past. It's plastic and we don't use them anymore. We go and get a tree and then I think, oh, well, then I've cut down a tree. But, oh, you know, you just go through the whole the whole process of it, and I don't want to be a Grinch, but I also um, don't think that we should be doing it. What about you, Kimmy? What What do you think about this whole process? Oh, well, I think when you've got young children, and I've got a little niece who's just, you know, she's, she's one now, and, and I've got a niece and nephew who are, you know, 10 and and 12 and watching them at Christmas is just, it's such a joy with, with kids and they don't need a lot to be, um, to feel, and I guess a bit indulged. And, and I do love all the Christmas decorations and I do love, I've got a beautiful white plastic tree because I don't want to cut a tree down. So I've got this tree, but I also love, I don't mind if people have a tree that they've, they've gone out and, you know, picked with their family and that's a tradition. I, I'm up for what feels right for you and your family and what feels good for you. And I do agree with you both on the consumerism thing. There's a beautiful app on on your phone now, which we're all doing this year, which is Elster, and it's Chris Kringle. And so all your names go in, someone creates it, then the computer or the app assigns you to somebody and then you can actually put your wish list in there so that you don't get a present that you don't want, but you can get a couple of options, you know, and ours is $50 as well. And that to me has just made me feel so much better because the person that I'm buying for this year has actually put in there the things that she wants. So now I'm going, I'm because I get a real kick out of buying someone a gift. So I know you do. You're the best (laughs) gift giver of all. I love I love to give gifts. So I don't think that's about consumerism. I think I love to, like I love to make an oil blend or a spritzer for somebody and I really think about them as I make it and I write a note about the oils that I've put in there and I might put one of the cards in there that have written all about the energy of that oil or the quote of it. So I, I probably 
I, I, I love gifts and I love Christmas and I love trees and I love presents and I love all of that. So I might sound a little bit opposite to you girls, but I do do it with a lot of thought and, and I do love the idea of not wasting money. Or And, and the kids every year, we, we had a tradition that they would go through their toys when they were little and two or three weeks out, right, well, actually it was our big first week of December was the ritual for it, and we'd go through the toys and anything they hadn't played with or touched or that they felt would be really nice to give to another little child that wasn't going to be so blessed this year. Then we all took the gifts up to the Salvation Army or to whoever was our local charity. And that made me feel that they were learning the gift of how blessed they were. And then when we bought them gifts and some Christmases, I'll be honest with you, I think I thought that I'd buy them things and then they got presents from aunties and uncles and then grandparents. And that's when I started to feel sick that I didn't need to fill a stocking because they got so many other things. Mm. But I must admit the things that I bought them (laughs) probably boring for them but it was their new lunchbox for new school year or the new school bag the new hat the new togs the new pajamas so to me it was things that the Christmas stocking to me was about buying practical things that I felt that they perhaps needed one of my other favorite things is that we do at Christmas is there's a board game board or someone brings articulate or a game that categories or a Pictionary or something and one of the rituals we do on Boxing Day is we all play the games or if it's Christmas night and playing games, no television. I love being down in New South Wales or Victoria or New Zealand for Christmas because of daylight savings and yes, Queensland, wake the heck up. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I absolutely love balmy evenings and I just, I don't know, I love Christmas and I'm very blessed that this year I'm going down to be in Sydney and I'll be with my family and my little niece and I'm just, yeah, really looking for And it's her naming ceremony on the 27th, which I'm, I'm the facilitator, the celebrant for the, her naming ceremony. So, um, so yeah, it just feels really warm and yummy and both my kids are home and by the time this goes to air, I would have been to Dubai. So another little ritual that we do, I'm very blessed you know, Danny has forfeited his business class ticket so that all four of us got an economy ticket for his job. Um, he's got a hotel already up there, so it feels very decadent that we go to Dubai at this time of year, but it's because everything is is pretty much paid for, so we feel very lucky with that. But what I love about it is that we go before Christmas, so we actually feel like we miss the Christmas hustle, and that's something I'd recommend to people. Get away before Christmas um, if you can. That's a really nice thing to go camping or get into nature or go to the cottage or if you can, um, maybe don't get sucked into the whole, I've got to buy, buy, buy. And having read the Barefoot Investor this year and done my, my, my slush fund and all my different things, and I've got my different accounts. One of the things that we're doing in Dubai this year is that the children who are now 19 and 20 finished school, finished dance school, what we're doing up there is setting all their accounts up and setting up their house account, their charity account. And I know it sounds bizarre to go to Dubai and do that, but instead of going and buying a whole lot of stuff in Dubai, we've all decided we're having one treat for ourselves that we've all saved up for this year. So it might be something a little bit more expensive, like a phone or a iPad or whatever it is that each of us wants. And we have joy in going to all the shops in Dubai and doing that. But the other thing is we're going to spend a couple of days as a family working out all of our accounts. And it's mainly for me because I wanted to do it for my children. And then I realized the best thing I could do is do it with my children. So, yeah, that's some of the intentions that we're putting out this year. And the, the ch- both my children have uh, will be opening their house account um, so hopefully in the next five years they'll have enough to put a deposit on a home. That's that's our intent. Now I have two questions for you, Kim, um, about what you've talked about. The first one was um, you talked about an app. Now I've just been trying to look for it and I can't see it. What is it called? Elfster. Um, it's E-L-F-S-T-E-R, Elfster. So you can do... Um, that for a birthday surprise or you can do it for presents for when you're doing exchanges but it's particularly good obviously at Christmas when you do the Kris Kringle and it's I just think it's brilliant because mm. you know I've put in there I'd love a booktopia voucher to the value of $50 so I'm really excited that that's probably what I'll get rather than 
I don't know, a toaster. I don't know. I'm just glad that I'm going to get something that I want. I think it's a brilliant idea because it would be nice to get something you want rather than something you actually don't need. Um, So that was my first question. And the second question was, uh, you know, you've set an intention. But I also know you set an intention for 2019 Mm. um, and you always pick a word. What's your word or words um, for your for yourself this 2019 coming? So a couple of years ago I started doing this when we did our manifestation process and I always feel that when I get triggered or if I get stressed or if I get upset or if business isn't going the way I want it or I'm getting fatigued or I don't know, you, you've taken a comment on social media personally, whatever it is, um, and then myself physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, So for the last five years, I've chosen words. And this year it was flow and fun um, in 2018, which was I wanted to get flow and systems and procedures happening around my business. Also in my personal life, because we bought a house this year and it was really making sure that we had the the finances and getting flow in and out of our bank account. But I had to add fun because sometimes when you're doing systems procedures for a playful like me, if the word fun isn't involved, it can become very monotonous and very hard work to me. So I added, so flow and fun, which I'll be completely honest with you, I have nailed so many goals this year and feel so proud. And I have had fun, even though I'm exhausted. (laughs) I have had a lot of fun along the way, particularly with you two at different events that we've done. And I always love the fact that when we get together, even though it's work, inverted commas, I think the three of us always have an element of fun, always, always, and I'm very grateful for that. So 2019, I decided the fact that I've had to have two surgeries this year and my body's been a little bit injured because of maybe everything I've done to it and I've pushed it too hard. Everywhere I looked, I kept looking for signs. What's my word for 2019? And I was driving behind a a Porsche Cayenne in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, which had the number plate gentle on it. And then I was looking up and I remember turning on the radio and it was someone was talking about this gentle man that they had just met. And I kept hearing the word gentle. So 2019, my darlings, my, my word is gentle. Be gentle on myself, gentle on my footprint on the planet this year. I want to be very gentle with my friends and family. And most importantly, I want to be gentle with my body, my my spirit, because, you know, I am a very sensitive soul and I I would like to think that I could be gentle and kinder to myself this year, this this, this brand new year. So so that's my intent, my darlings. And what was the highlight of twenty eighteen for you, Kim? Oh, getting my book out. I mean, buying a house personally was amazing because it actually brings me to tears to think about it because We've been trying to buy a house for 12 years, so (laughs) I can't believe I'm crying because I'm sitting here in my house looking around it going, it's only little, but I absolutely love it. That was a huge thing, and then I feel very vulnerable because (laughs) the art of self-love was born. So Mm. I nailed two big goals, and you two were a very big part of both of those. So, And so I was up for a chat, to be honest, because throughout it, the whole time, our weekly check-ins, if you like, and conversations. I'm not sure if our listeners can appreciate just how much I personally, and I'm sure all three of us would say it, but how, how much I take from each podcast for myself. It's, I feel it's a bit indulgent when the three of us get together. I feel like it's just the three of us having a chat, but you've got no idea how much I feel like it's a chat with my closest buddies. And I learn so much from both of you and our beautiful guests and, and I know we're all, we've got an intent to up the ante with Up for a Chat for 2019 and, and I'm really excited about that. So, yes, thank you for asking and they were my two big, my two big things that I, that I got to achieve this year and you two were a part of it. That's wonderful. And what about you, Karen? What was your highlight for the year? Hands down, the creation of Spirit Hive. Mm. Yeah, definitely, hands down. I think that was... Um, Something that I definitely didn't expect, but as it's arrived and um, I've brought it to life and all of the magic that's occurred as a result of it, it's just, it's blown me away. And um, yeah, I was just, I was just thinking about it just a moment ago. I thought, actually, no, it has, it's, it's blown me away in a, in a really dramatic way to be able to work for something much bigger than yourself you know, I've been in business most of my career and um, 
I, I, I've always just worked for myself. But to work for something bigger than yourself is something I'd never experienced before and it's profound and it makes, um, it makes everything so purposeful and magical and um, beautiful um, <laughs> and inspirational <laughs> and just very purposeful, I think very purposeful. And I feel like when I look at all of the things that it takes to bring Spirit Hive to life and everything that's happening in the back end, uh, we, just, we just appointed a CEO yesterday, <laughs> which is really exciting. Amazing. Um, so everything that it's taking to bring Spirit Hive to life and the massive expansion that's happening like so quickly is just so, um, it, it's, it's how I know that it's obviously right. But, you know, it's not me that's doing it. It's, it's all happening for a grander purpose and a grander cause. And, of course, you know me, that kind of really flicks my switch. <laughs> what about you, Cindy? Oh, I think for me it's been about my hiking that I've got to do this year. Um, so Howard and I, in the beginning of the year, we did the Milford Track in New Zealand and then I've waited years and years to hike Fish Canyon, which I did with some spectacular people in a spectacular place. So hiking Fish Canyon in Namibia was absolutely wonderful. Uh, doing three capes, hiking three capes, I absolutely love too, as well as... Um, my trip to Africa, that was, that was pretty amazing and I want to thank you too for giving it to me um, when we all couldn't go. You gave that to me. So I guess I'm most appreciative of, of what you did and allowing me to go on that trip with some amazing, they were all amazing. Um, we just had the most fabulous trip. If any of them are listening, they'll know what I'm talking about. I also um, was walking around my farm yesterday and it just looks amazing. My son has just done the most amazing job and I go up there and I pick all of my food for the week and just walking around it picking berries and bananas and um, oh, I ate all the strawberries. I couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all the lettuces and the herbs and the onions and the everything that is being created there is um yeah that that's been my highlight so i guess touching nature um putting my dirt my my fingers in the dirt um being grounded um having i think that that is what i am grateful for is seeing the most beautiful parts of country world, you know, the world, not the cities, but the country areas. So, yeah, that's mine. And I'm trying to think of my word, Kim, everything yeah. since I heard you talk about it. I'm trying to think of my word uh, for 20, and um, what are we going into, 19. And when I was at Joe Dispenza, one of the, thing, one of the things that he did was at the beginning of every day you got um, words um, in a, on a disc and my words were vitality, which I'd like, awareness, um, transformation and abundance were four of my most favourite words that I got. So I don't know which one to pick. That's the problem, you know. <laughs> Probably transformation, I think, is what I want is I, I want to, you know, not go into the program of life, stay, you know, really thinking and staying in the present and, um just doing those things that transform your your future because when you stay in the past you're like i've said already today you'll have a predictable future but when you stay in the present and transform how you react or how you do things then your future is not predictable and actual fact it's exciting so i think i'll go for transformation what about you karen what's your word for next year a spirit hive no doubt <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of have to go with that, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but girls, yeah. this is the thing. When you choose your word, it means that everything you do, everything you think of has that element or that doing or that that energy behind it. So then if your word is transformation, it means what are you going to do in your relationship with your 
husband, how does the word transformation come through or is it the word transform? So I get really picky about how you actually choose that word, that everything you do, particularly when challenged, is it that you will then transform and you know, create an ability to transform yourself in those moments of struggle or transform your relationship to another level or is it that you want to help others create their own transformation? So there's a real, and the reason why I'm saying this, and it's obviously not a rule, but it was very interesting doing this in the workshop that I just taught on the weekend and getting people to get very specific because, like you said, you can throw out a word and even saying spirit hive there's an amazing, it's an amazing word, spirit hive, but Karen, I don't even think you could articulate what it is that you do. You, your spirit in itself, everything you do creates spirit. So I'm just inviting you and I'm saying this only so that our listeners can do this work for themselves a bit more and delve really deep. What is the word? Um, so one year for me, the word was ease because everything felt so struggling. And so my intent was to give my life as much ease as I could. So I, I just, I invite you to really think about it. If, is it transform or transformation, Cindy, before we ask Karen? Um, let me think. Well, if I, I've got the disc on my desk because um, I've put all the discs up, it's transformation. Mm. And it, it's, you're right, it's transformation on how I react in everyday life in my office, whether I'm, you know, in reactive um, mode or whether I've got a planned mode happening there in my office. Um, and I think it's transformation. I would like to transform the way I react, I guess, to situations. Um, now, that's going to be really interesting, Kimmy, when I go into um, fear. <laughs> into what? <laughs> into fear. You know what I'm like when oh, I yeah. go into, oh, my gosh, what's happened? <laughs> I will work on that one, I promise, next year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'm, all I'm going to say to you is when you share your word with somebody, you've now shared it with however many thousands of listeners that we have. Yeah. Million. <laughs> yeah. So when we see you flapping, we'll say transformation. <laughs> oh, <idea. laughs> It's going to be an amazing year next year, 2019. Mm. For all of us, for those listening, for I know for the three of us, um, I think of where we started and where we're going, and uh, and I just uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty amazing year to watch. So, Karen, tell me now your word. Um. Well, hey, yum, 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 um, yum. <laughs> well, <laughs> a word that has been coming up a lot lately is disruption. In that um, Spirit Hive is really disrupting the religious and spirituality concept. Um, we're also really disrupting the way that we raise funds and generate revenue through sponsorships and government grants and so on. So we're really disrupting that whole process and we're also disrupting the, the nature of work. So what it means to be employed, what it means to be engaged, what it means to work. We're disrupting that completely. So, um, you know, nobody's employed for a period of time. People work for as long as they feel um, inspired to work. And then after that, they can either go on to assist or step aside completely. So there's no expectation that anybody should be in their roles for any period of time. It's only while they're doing their best. Um, and it's kind of only driven by genius. So for all of our volunteers and for everybody that comes on board, like a CEO, um, her role is not determined by us. Her role is determined by her genius so that that way she's more inspired more often and then obviously Spirit Hive reaps the benefit of that and then we just hire people that complement if there are some things that are not her genius. We hire people who do have those geniuses. And then again, like I said, there's no requirement that anybody should work for a period, a specific period of time. So we're really disrupting um, that whole concept. So I'd like to think... Um, yeah, no, it's disruption won't be the word for next year because that just doesn't, that feels a bit um, on the edge. But for me, I feel it's more about, um, can I have two words? Yes. Can I? Can I? Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, you, you've said genius quite quite mm. a lot of times. It's interesting. I kept, I kept hearing genius, genius. So did I. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> You're very good. 
<laughs> had not thought of that, but hey, I will keep that in mind. What I was going to say was going beyond. So um, mm. going beyond my conditioned thinking, going beyond my own belief systems, going beyond the world's belief systems, going beyond society's belief systems, just really going beyond in all aspects, beyond my beliefs about money, beyond my beliefs about freedom and liberation, beyond my beliefs about what's possible for humanity, what's possible for me, what's possible for our animals, what's possible for love. Um, just going beyond the boundaries is um, definitely something I'm personally working on for myself at the moment, going beyond what's physical um, and really exploring. Uh, it's kind of like um, I know I refer to the matrix a lot, but it's kind of like <laughs> going beyond the bubble we kind of live in going beyond the matrix of what we think is right and then and, and normal and really exploring what what exists beyond that and i don't know what that is in all areas of life but i, I know what that is in terms of my own self-awareness and my own experience of myself i really feel like i've gone beyond um the construct of myself but now I'm interested to take that outside and see what that means when I go beyond life and humanity and society and collective consciousness. So very deep, very, it. very deep. I love it. Genius. Yeah, genius. Genius. <laughs> it's really fun to do it, isn't it, to think about because, Cindy, you've taught us this about the intent alongside manifestation, so maybe... Merry Christmas is merry manifestation from us mm, and it's yeah. a chance to really, really put an intent into it because so many people say, don't they, I wonder what 2019 will bring me and my invitation always is what are you bringing to 2019? Sounds wonderful. Mm, agreed. What a beautiful podcast we've had, girls. I love you both. Merry Christmas, my darling besties. I love you to the moon and back. And I absolutely am so excited to be on this ride with you two for next year. And right back at you, Kimmy. I think it's going to be a spectacular 2019 of diving down rabbit holes, really deep ones, clearly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and really amazing experiences for us and for our listeners. We're going to be bringing you loads and loads of opportunities for our listeners to be able to spend time with us in 2019. And we're very, very excited about that. So make sure that you pay attention and you listen in and make sure that you tell everybody that you know about Up For A Chat. So Merry Christmas, Kimmy. Merry Christmas, my Cindy. Merry I hope, Christmas. I hope Santa's good to you and I hope you're incredibly, you're feeling incredibly loved, unbelievably treasured and very spoiled. <laughs> we have each other and we'll always be loved and spoiled between us. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, from the bottom of our bottoms, as Karen would say. <laughs> that. Boats to the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in for our beautiful Christmas special. Have a wonderful Christmas, a spectacular new year. We are going to see you guys on the ride in 2019. Get ready, strap yourselves in for a brand new and improved Up For A Chat where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you in the new year. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.